want to read a few verses of scripture in your hearing, 1 Chronicles 21, beginning with verse 18 through 26, I want to say that I'm going to be speaking today, obviously preaching what we always preach, the gospel of Jesus Christ, but I want to also connect that to and, and deal with the matter that where we are as a, as a congregation. Because we are in one of the most significant times in our church's history. We are about to embark upon the culmination of a 10-year focus. Nine years ago, we launched what was known as the Bridge Project, which turned into Expand the Land and became Ready Now. Now, I know that you can't really imagine in this moment what spring could possibly look like. You, you, you may not even believe spring is coming, but Lord willing, spring is on its way. And spring of 2021, we are culminating this 10 years of focus and faith and sacrifice. And we are beginning the construction of our new worship center. And we give God the praise for that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We came into this building, came onto this property. We bought these six acres that had this building. Uh, and we had 500 people our first Sunday and thought, oh, wow, some, we got to do something. We got to do it quick. We couldn't do anything until we bought this land over here, which was another five acres and another building. So we did that two years later. And now here we are five years from that acquisition. And we're getting ready to launch into our, the construction of our new worship center. And I want to preach to you about it because it's a season of sacrifice. And I want to talk to you about sacrifice. First Chronicles chapter 21, verses 18 through 26. The angel of the Lord commanded Gad to say to David that David should go up and set up an altar unto the Lord in the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. And David went up at the saying of Gad, which he spake in the name of the Lord, and Ornan turned back and saw the angel and his four sons with him hid themselves. Now Ornan was threshing wheat. And as David came to Ornan, Ornan looked and saw David and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornan, Grant me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar therein unto the Lord Thou shalt grant it me for the full price that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Ornan said unto David, Take it to thee, and let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen also for burnt offerings, and the threshing instruments for wood, and the wheat for the meat offering. Listen to this. I give it all. And King David said to Ornan, Nay, but I will verily buy it for the full price. For I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. So David gave to Ornan for the place 600 shekels of gold by weight. And David built an altar, built there an altar unto the Lord, and offered burnt offerings and peace offerings. And called upon the Lord, and he answered him from heaven by fire upon the altar of burnt offering. 
And I want to speak to you this morning on this subject, a blessing disguised as a sacrifice. A blessing disguised as a sacrifice. Can we just lift up our voice and ask God to bless the preaching of his word and bless us as a people today. Lord, we thank you. I thank you. Lord, from the depth of my being, I thank you for your great people who are washed by your blood and filled with your spirit. I pray, Lord, that as we continue to follow the guidance of your spirit, that you will lead us with boldness, with confidence. Help us to walk in faith, believing, trusting, and holding to your every word. I pray today that your word will go forth. Go forth and accomplish the thing we're to descent. We worship you and give you praise for it today and humble ourselves before you, asking for your anointing. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church said, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. I'm so glad you're here today. Now the word sacrifice is common, not only to us, but, but really to the world. It is well known what sacrifice is really all about. It is come to be known in every field of labor, every industry, every venture has the word sacrifice interwoven in the principles associated with that particular field, venture, industry, what, what have you. It means, it means loss. It means giving something up that is precious. And when you understand that, it's, it, it makes a lot of sense. You understand that in every venture, there is sacrifice involved. Somebody is releasing that precious commodity called time, that precious commodity called money or means, that precious commodity called physical energy. People relinquish that and release that and lose that in order to make a sacrifice. And they, they do so knowingly, they do so willingly, and they do so because they have learned both through education and experience that good things come from sacrifice. I know that it doesn't seem to make sense, but it is a scriptural principle that when you sow something, you shall reap what you have sown. And the Bible goes on to explain that this is a principle of God, that we are not to be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. And he said it works both for the good and for the bad. He said, if you sow to the flesh, you shall of the flesh reap corruption. And if you sow to the Spirit, you shall of the Spirit reap life everlasting. And so it depends on where you are sowing what you will reap. But when you sow it, in that moment, you have lost it. You have given it. You have given it to the ground in the case of an agricultural sowing. And you do so knowingly and willingly, but understanding 
that you have to release it in order for it to be placed into the proper context where it can become more than what it was while it was held in your hand. It's the concept of sacrifice. Every athlete understands the need and the benefit of sacrifice. Every entrepreneur understands the need and the benefit associated with sacrifice. But this concept of sacrifice is a concept that finds its root system in the scriptures. It is the holy scriptures that bring to us the concept of sacrifice. Right out of the gate, literally, of the Garden of Eden, we find sacrifice taking place. In fact, Hebrews 11 says concerning the man, the righteous man, Abel, that he by faith offered unto God a more excellent sacrifice than Cain. Cain gathered up the fruit of his harvest. But Abel's offering unto God was more excellent than Cain's sacrifice. It was accepted by God while Cain's was rejected by God. There was favor given unto Abel's sacrifice. I submit to you that the reason for that is because it was a sacrifice of something most precious. It was the firstling of his flock. It involved something so precious to Abel, so meaningful to Abel, something that Abel could value and appreciate above anything else that he owned. It represented so much to him. It represented the, the hardship of his work, his labor, intensive reality associated with the work that he had had invested in this raising of the flock and this firstling of the flock was, was the, just the tip of the iceberg and, and Abel, instead of keeping it, instead of hoarding it, instead of taking it for himself, he offered it unto God. And God had respect unto the offering of Abel and said, it is more excellent than the offering of Cain, which was a gathering of the fruit of the harvest. It's very interesting, and yet, and yet not at all, because it wasn't just Abel, it was the priests of the Lord. When it came time to institute the tabernacle that was in the wilderness, the priests of the Lord offered the sacrifice unto the Lord. They offered it by fire unto God. It was a blood sacrifice. Why did they do this? Why did they lay down the life of a spotless lamb? Lay down the life of a precious lamb. One that meant so much to them. Something so special. Something so meaningful. Why did they offer this unto the Lord in the tabernacle assignment of sacrifice? It was because God had respect unto that offering. It was a meaningful offering. It was of a spotless lamb, the most valuable thing they possessed. They gave it unto the Lord. And do you know why they gave it unto the Lord? Because they knew that in the end of this process, the sins of man would be atoned for a year. Now what is interesting, ladies and gentlemen, is that Abel's sacrifice 
the priest's sacrifice and every other sacrifice of the Old Testament was all pointing to the real sacrifice, the only sacrifice. Not the blood of bulls or the blood of goats or the blood of calves, but, but the blood of Jesus Christ, the spotless Lamb of God, that John the Baptist said, taketh away the sins of the world. Hallelujah. Glory to God. This sacrifice of Calvary is what all the Bible revolves around. And it was, just as it sounds, it was a sacrifice. It was a sacrifice in every sense of the word. It was a sacrifice in all the blood, guts, and gore of what that word means. I know we can pretty it up with our beautiful melodies about the blood of Jesus and about the redemptive work of Calvary's cross. But make no mistake about it, it was brutal and it was bloody and it was a sacrifice. It was the loss of something most precious. It was the loss of something more precious than anything that had ever graced this earth. It was the Word of God manifest in flesh whose glory had been beheld by those who were eyewitnesses of His majesty. And it was brutalized, mutilated, crucified, sacrificed upon an old rugged cross on a hill far away. Yes, it was a sacrifice. And every lamb that any priest brought into that tabernacle was all pointing to the sacrifice of Calvary. And uh, Abel's most excellent sacrifice was pointing to the sacrifice of Calvary. And when Noah came off the ark and offered a sacrifice, it was pointing to the sacrifice of Calvary. Hallelujah. And when Abraham took Isaac up to Mount Moriah to offer him there for a burnt offering, but offered a ram in his place. Hallelujah. It was pointing to the sacrifice of Calvary. Every sacrifice of the Old Testament was pointing to the sacrifice of Christ upon Calvary's cross. Oh, hallelujah. And it involved blood and it involved being wounded and beaten and smitten and stricken. But I am here to tell you not only of the sacrifice of Jesus Christ, but I am here to tell you that that is not the end of the story. The crucifixion of Christ is not the end of this great account. What looked like a crucifixion on one day became a resurrection three days later, and don't you ever forget it. What looked like a failure on one day was a success three days later. What looked like a loss on one day was a gain three days later. What looked like hopelessness turned into hope for all mankind three days later. The sacrifice I'm preaching about is not a sacrifice only. It is a blessing disguised as a sacrifice. Hallelujah. It looks like loss. It looks like pain. It looks like suffering. It looks like sorrow. But it is the sacrifice of God. And it results in the power of his resurrection. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. It is the great testimony of Abraham. Glory to God. Abraham taking his son, his only son, Isaac, whom he loved, to Mount Moriah 
And when he took him there upon Mount Moriah, he brought him to offer him as the Lord instructed him. Now you have to know that God had, had this had been a long-standing challenge between Abraham and God that, that, that God had promised him a son and a son never came. For many years a son did not arrive. And Abraham started looking around saying, well, is it Eleazar, my servant, who is like a son to me? Is that... Is that what you mean by, I shall have a son? And the Lord said, no, no, I'm not speaking to you in metaphors, Abraham. I'm not giving you some analogy. I'm trying to tell you that you're going to have a son. And the, and the seed that I bring forth from you and Sarah is going to be like the stars in the heavens for multitude, innumerable as the sand of the sea on the seashore. You've got to understand, Abraham, that I'm going to bless you beyond what you could ever imagine or fathom hallelujah I know you don't have a son right now but I'm going to give you a son through Sarah hallelujah and so here came Isaac and it was a day of rejoicing many mistakes were made along the way Ishmael uh, he thought maybe if I were to be with Hagar and produce another son, maybe that's what God means. Abraham struggled to understand what God meant, but here came Isaac, and it was a day of rejoicing. But in Genesis 22, there's this strange instruction from the Lord. And the instruction is, take now thy son, thine only son, whom thou lovest, and get thee into the land of Moriah, to offer him there as a burnt offering upon one of the mountains, which I will tell thee of. Abraham gets this, this instruction, this command from the Lord to get up, get Isaac, who you love. You've got all of your life invested in him. You take that son that you waited for all these years, that you have labored to raise, that you believe and have trusted in me for my promises. I want you to take that precious, precious son of yours and take him to a mountain. I'm not even going to tell you the mountain right now. I'll tell you when you get there. And so Abraham is going strictly by faith. This is how he's lived his whole life. He lived his whole life by faith. Every step he took was a step of faith. Every place he went, he went by faith. Trusting in God's holy word. That's what we're doing, Tree of Life Church. Every step we take is a step of faith. Trusting in God's holy word. Hallelujah. None of this is mapped out for us. The only thing we've got on our map is trust in the Lord with all thine heart. Lean not to thine own understanding in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths and there's no better map in all the world than that kind of a map to be able to put one foot in front of the other and know that God is with us and he will never leave us or forsake us you'll put your foot out on nothing and land on something because the word of God is sure steadfast and able to keep us oh bless his name bless his name Bless his name. So Abraham just goes out. And here God says, there's a mountain which I will tell thee of. And he comes to the mountain and God says, that's it. Take Isaac to the top of that mountain. He's got everything he needs for a sacrifice except the lamb. He takes Isaac to the top of that mountain. And he straps him to an altar. Puts the wood in order. And straps Isaac to the altar. Takes the knife. Prepares to offer him as a sacrifice because God said to, 
And he was obedient. And he was willing to do whatever the Lord had told him to do. And I'm going to tell you something. Isaac was willing to do whatever the Lord told his father to do. He didn't have to talk Isaac into it. He didn't, have to, he didn't have to go corral him and bring him up like he would a lamb. No, no. Isaac trusted God like Abraham trusted God. And there they stand on the top of Mount Moriah. And, and I, Abraham is prepared to do what the Lord told him to do only for God to say, Do not slay thy son. For now I know that thou fearest God. And God said, look behind you, there's a ram rustling in the thicket. And there was a ram that the Lord had provided all the while. Yes, the command was lay Isaac down. Yes, the command was sacrifice something so precious to you. But I'm trying to tell you how the sacrifices of God work. You may think God is requiring a lot from you, but it's your faith in him and your obedience to his word that puts you in a position for God to say, now I know where your heart is. I was never going to require loss from you I was always going to pour out my blessing upon you hallelujah this ready now campaign is not a campaign that is built on the the ability of wealthy people to do some big thing great is the Lord and glory be to his name we've been able to raise in just a little over 30 months time we've been able to raise 2.8 plus million dollars we ought to give God praise for that <laughs> hallelujah that is amazing and I want you to know that's not because we're wealthy. That's because the people of God have sacrificed. That's because the people of God have laid something down so precious to them. And we've seen one miracle report after another of people saying, you know what? I didn't even know where the blessing was going to come from. I just obeyed God. And God told me what to give. I gave it not knowing how it was going to work out. And the Lord opened up the window of heaven and poured out blessings I cannot contain. Do you know that's how it works? The Bible said that if you'll prove God herewith, bring you all the tithes into the storehouse and prove God herewith and, and, and see if he will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing you cannot contain. This is why we didn't panic in the middle of a COVID shutdown because we knew our blessings don't come from the economies of this world. Our blessings come from the windows of heaven God will bless his people I said God will bless his people he doesn't need the Dow Jones to bless his people he doesn't need the Nasdaq composite to bless his people he doesn't need the New York Stock Exchange to bless his people God is able to bless his people when they're faithful to him and obedient to his word they're there's no devil in hell that can stop you from being blessed when you're faithful to God and obedient to his word. Hallelujah. We've seen one miracle after another of people who said, I didn't know how I would give it, but I trusted God. I obeyed his word. I gave it to him and he poured more on me.
than I could have ever expected. Why? Because God saw a willingness to sacrifice. He saw a willingness just as we see in Jesus. When Jesus struggles in the garden of Gethsemane with what is coming his way. And he says, after great agony and tears and, and sweat like drops of blood. Hallelujah. We see him finally say, nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done. Yes, he was struggling. He was struggling with what kind of pain was going to come from the sacrifice. He was struggling with what kind of loss would come from the sacrifice. He was struggling with all of the friends and the world that he knew in his flesh. The loss of all that, what was going to come. But he knew, hallelujah, it's not about this world. And it's not about what this world can give me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thy will be done and I want you to know that three days later he rose from the dead three days later he rose with healing in his wings three days later he rose triumphant over death hell and the grave I wish I could preach it like I feel it this morning three days later what looked like a sacrifice was a blessing in disguise that's what you're experiencing when you give to the Lord. You give to the Lord, and it looks like a sacrifice. It feels like a sacrifice. It sounds like a sacrifice, but it's really a blessing disguised as a sacrifice. I, it's an amazing thing. We see it in 1 Chronicles chapter 21. Here David is. You've got to understand the, 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 the surroundings of this scripture. The surroundings of it are so interesting because it is occurring during a pandemic it's occurring during a widespread pestilence that has overtaken Israel David the Bible said was tempted by Satan to number Israel something about numbering the people of God that God takes issue with and David knew it but he wanted to be like other kings they knew how many they had he wanted to know how many he had. I don't know why he wanted to know, but it's probably because he wanted to make sure he had everything just the way he needed it to be. God spoke to him through Joab, of all people, who said to him, why number the children of Israel? We know that God is greater than any number we have. And if we've got 10, we've really got 100. Basically saying, they that be with us are more than they that be with them. I'm going to tell you, it doesn't matter how many people we have before COVID, during COVID, after COVID. It doesn't matter. This is the church of the living God. And we are the people of God. And we are commissioned by God to preach the gospel to every creature. And we're going to accomplish that not by might and not by our power, but by his spirit, saith the Lord. We don't have to number the people to know that God is with us and for us. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. David numbered the people. And God was angry. And Gad, the seer, the prophet, came to him and said, You have, you have done foolishly. David said to the Lord, I have done foolishly. 
and Gad went to the Lord and spoke with God and God with Gad and came back to David and said, you have three options. You're going to be punished. You have three options of how you'll be punished. You're either going to be punished through famine or you're going to be punished through the sword of your enemies or you're going to be punished through the sword of the Lord, a pestilence upon the earth. And David said, listen to the wisdom of this. I would rather fall into the hands of God than into the hands of man. Oh, hallelujah. It might be rough. It might be rugged. It might be difficult. It might be challenging. But I know at the end of the day, he loves me. I know at the end of the day that the mercy of the Lord endureth forever. That he'll not put on me more than I can bear. And so let me fall into the hands of God as difficult as it may be. And, and a pestilence began to brew. A pestilence started to sweep across the land. A pestilence began to move across Israel. 70,000 men died. Because of the pestilence that came upon Israel and the sin of David and the transgression of David and numbering the people of Israel. And the Bible said that, that David, David said, Lord, have mercy. Have mercy upon these people. I am the one that sinned. Don't let any more calamity come upon these people. And the Lord let him see an angel, the angel of the Lord. And, and the, the Lord told the angel to, to stop the slaying and stop the slaughter and stop the pestilence. And David saw the angel. And the angel stood at the threshing floor of Ornan the Jebusite. There stood the angel of the Lord. There stood the origin of the pestilence that came upon the earth. And, and God said, you have to go to Ornan's threshing floor and offer a sacrifice unto the Lord there. So David went to Ornan's threshing floor, right where the angel stood. The Bible said he would have gone to Moses' tabernacle in the wilderness he would have gone to the house of the Lord. He, he, would have, he would have been happy to offer the sacrifice anywhere, but he couldn't because the angel stood at Ornan's threshing floor. And so, so David went to where the angel stood. And I'm going to tell you something, ladies and gentlemen. Here we are in 2021 in the teeth of a pestilence that has swept across our world in the teeth of an adversity none of us could have foreseen. And I'm going to tell you something. There's only one way out and that is to pour ourselves out before the Lord. Humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God. Say, Lord, we're going to trust you with all of our heart. If you, listen, if you think we're going to stop doing the work of God because of troubling times in our world, you have got another thing coming. This is the church of the living God. One puts a thousand to flight. Two puts ten thousand to flight. We're not afraid of anything that comes our way. The Bible said that when Ornan's sons saw the angel, they hid themselves. But the Bible said now Ornan was threshing wheat. Ornan is threshing wheat. And there's an angel next to him with a drawn sword and pestilence is sweeping across the land. And Ornan's just acting like everything's fine. 
just taking the oxen back and forth across the wheat stalks and winnowing the wheat and there's an angel with a drawn sword hovering over him there's pestilence sweeping through the land and Ornan never stops threshing the wheat that's what we're doing today we're never going to stop threshing the wheat we're never going to stop preaching the gospel we're never going to stop worshiping his name hallelujah whether there's an angel with a drawn sword whether there's pestilence in the land whatever adversity comes if persecution comes we're going to keep threshing the wheat we're going to keep doing what God has anointed us to do glory hallelujah glory hallelujah 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 thank you Jesus on and keep threshing that wheat keep preaching that word keep praying those prayers don't let fear prevent you from doing what God has called you to do hallelujah thank you Jesus that's what we're doing with ready now we're going forward in Jesus name thank you tree of life church for your faith and for your faithfulness because we're all in this together thank you for putting your foot forward and saying I'm not looking back I'm gonna do what the Lord has called us to do David goes to Ornan's threshing floor and this is what he says to him he said I'm going to pay you full price I want this whole place I want the threshing instruments I need the oxen I need everything I'm I, I need to build an altar unto the Lord and I need the supplies that are here I'm gonna pay you full price Ornan is talking to the king the king has no need of money the king has no need of anyone's generosity. The king has all the money he needs. And Ornan looks at him. This is a windfall moment. This is a moment where Ornan can name his price. Walmart just came to his backyard and said, let me buy your property, please. Ornan has an opportunity to inflate these numbers. And do you know what he said? He said to King David, you can have everything. You can have it all. You can have my oxen. You can have the, the threshing instruments. You, you, can, you, can, you can have this whole place. You can have the threshing floor. And he said these words, I give it all for the kingdom of Israel. And David looked back at him. Now, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to know it was King David that was wealthy. It was King David who had means beyond imagination. We, we really exalt what King David said next when we talk about this story. And we should because it was so generous and it was so powerful. But don't overlook the nobility of this man Ornan. Just an old thresher with a, with a threshing floor. Just a man trying to go about his daily work. Willing to give everything that he had worked for all of his life willing to lay down every tool he had ever purchased willing to lay down the land that he had invested in willing to give up the oxen that were so productive for him and he's bowed down before David saying I'll give you everything you can have every penny to my name you can have every ounce, any, every square inch of land I've ever purchased. It all belongs to you. That is sacrifice. He said, I give it. In that moment, he gave it. It was gone. 
It was lost. It was sacrificed. And David said, I will not allow you to give it to me. I will not take it from you. Because I will not take what is yours and give it to the Lord unless it costs me. Everything Ornan had given away came back to him in greater measure than he could have ever imagined. Every investment he had made was restored to him. Every calculation that he had ever had ever been a part of in terms of trying to establish wealth for himself. In one moment he gave it all away. And the Lord gave it all back. David gave him 50 shekels of silver for the oxen and for the threshing floor. And he gave him 600 shekels of gold. Pure gold for the site, the place where the threshing floor sat. What I'm trying to tell you today is that what you think you give as a sacrifice is actually a blessing in disguise. God is waiting to know what are you willing to give him. David said, if it doesn't cost me anything, then it's not achieving the purpose I'm wanting it to achieve. I'm going to pay you full price for everything you own, everything you have. You can cash in all of your assets right now. It's being liquidated in this moment. It's coming back to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, rolling over. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. David, yeah, he built an altar. On that mountaintop. Ironically, or not ironically, it's the same mountaintop where Abraham almost offered Isaac. But God said, you don't have to give him up. I know I told you to, but I'm going to give you him and his children. I'm going to give you more than you could have ever imagined. Because you were willing to lay it down. I'm not requiring you to lay it down. Ornan, because you were willing to lay it down, I'm not going to require you to lay it down. I'm giving everything it's worth back to you. Not only is that where Abraham almost offered Isaac and offered the ram in his place, not only is that the place where God restored to Ornan every asset that he was willing to give as liquid cash, not only did, did God lead David to build an altar on Ornan's threshing floor but that altar became the temple of the Lord what became the temple of Solomon started with an altar unto the Lord we're trying to build a temple for the Lord in 2021 we've never done anything like this quite like this in our history we've got great building testimonies from years past and we've got wonderful expansions we've engaged in, but this is a unique moment this is the costliest sacrifice we've ever made and it started at an altar unto the Lord but it's going to become a temple for his glory where the nations of the earth can find God <laughs> hallelujah oh it looks like a sacrifice but it's a blessing in disguise 
Ornan, you think you're going to have to give it all. But you watch what I do once you show me you're willing to give. Hallelujah. I want to share with you my ready now testimony. We've had many testimonies and I love them all. But I want to share with you mine. I haven't done that. Honestly, I didn't even know I was going to have a ready now testimony. Because when I made our commitment to the Lord, I didn't think about what blessing was coming. I, I, I genuinely only thought we have to build this building for the Lord. What can I do to make that happen? And our campaign was built on a, on a particular principle and, and premise. It was a, it was a well-executed system brought to us by our dear friend, Brother Mark Menzendek, who, who the Lord saw fit to take home uh, in the middle of our launch. Didn't even get to see us launch our campaign. But he laid down principles that have forever changed the destiny of Tree of Life Church. And he helped us to understand, to, to, to believe God to do more excellent things than we could ever imagine him to do. And this was, how the, this was how we made our commitment. First, we prayed unto the Lord, and the Lord began to show us how to do it. We gave a first fruits offering unto the Lord. It was a sacrificial offering unto the Lord. Everybody in the church gave a first fruits offering unto God. And then we committed to giving monthly offerings over the course of 36 months. Monthly off every month. It was going to be a sacrifice every month. We had looked at our own budgets. We took time, months, months. We looked at our own budgets and said, what can I cut out? What, what can I remove? What can I count as loss? What can I remove from my routines and my habits and, and, and give unto the Lord? So for 36 months, we had a monthly offering. Then there was an annual offering that we would give unto the Lord. This, is a, this was a very thought out process. For 36 months, first fruits offering, monthly offering, annual offering, and then a miracle offering. Now, the miracle offering was different than all of the others. There was the first fruits offering. We calculated what, what can I pull together? What can I sell? What can I liquidate to, to give a first fruits offering unto the Lord? Then there were monthly offerings. What can, I, what can I cut out in my budget and prepare room to, to give a monthly offering unto the Lord for ready now? Then there was the annual offering. What can I, is it my tax return? Is it, what, what is it? What can I give an annual offering unto the Lord for 36 months? That span of three years, what can I give unto the Lord? But the miracle offering was different. Everything else, first fruits, monthly, annual, all of that was what we could do. But the campaign wasn't built on what we can do. The campaign was built on what God will do. And so there was this place for a miracle offering. And the miracle offering was a certain amount designated for what I can't afford, what I will not be able to generate, what I will not be able to produce. But if God gives it, then I will give it to Him. So... We prayed, and, 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 and one, of the, one of the concepts of the campaign was that God will give you the number. He's going to give you the number. And we prayed and sought God, and God gave me a number. And I did my little math and my calculations, and my wife and I, we prayed about it and thought, my goodness, that's going to be a sacrifice. 
It's going to be a sacrifice every month. It's going to be a sacrifice first fruits. It's going to be a sacrifice every month. It's going to be a sacrifice on an annual basis. But this is the number God gave us, so we're going to do it. And then God gave me the miracle number. And the miracle number was something I just, folks, I just, I couldn't do. And I said that to the Lord. I said, Lord, I, I can't do that. He said, I know. That's why it's your miracle number. So we gave unto the Lord our first fruits, and we gave unto the Lord our monthly offerings and annual offerings. And every month we were giving unto the Lord, and every month it looked like a sacrifice. It looked like a sacrifice. Here's what the Lord told me when, he, when I talked to him about our miracle number. I said, God, how, how are we going to provide this miracle offering? And this is what the Lord told me. In 2018, as we were launching our campaign, he said to me, you're going to sell your house. That's how you're going to give the miracle offering. <laughs> and I said to my wife, and you got to understand, my wife, my wife is a giver. She's always been a giver. She's a missionary's kid. She's not afraid of sacrifice. She, I've seen her multiple times just pour her purse out and just give it to missions, give it to... To, to, to charity, whatever the need is. I've seen her do it numbers of times. And, and I said to her, I, I, I need to tell you what I feel the Lord has told me about this miracle number. I believe the Lord has told me the only way we're going to be able to achieve the miracle number is to actually sell our home. Her eyes kind of widened for a moment. And then the missionary kid kicked in. She said, so be it. So we knew we're going to have to sell our home. Now, we thought that meant living, living the streets for a little while. We thought that meant go find a beautiful bridge and just kind of, you know, make sure that the, the motor runs real well in the car and, and keep the heat going in February 2021. That's what we thought that meant. Just somewhere there was going to be a, a sacrifice so deep, so real so raw that and, and there was no way to avoid it that to give God this offering that we were going to give him was going to require that we sell our home and so we committed to the monthly offering just giving every month every month every month and we did that and we were able to achieve what we could achieve what we did not know what we did not know is that while we were giving every month God was was increasing the value of our home it it was a particular value when this campaign started but when we reached the point at which we would need to sell it God had been increasing it over time hallelujah COVID hit all of my travel shut down. I was, it was my busiest year. I had several camp meetings, several overseas missions trips. We are going to be in Africa. We are going to be in Europe a couple times. It was going to be this wonderful year of preaching and just reach. All of that got shut down. I had time I didn't know what to do with. I had, I had never had that much time since I was 15 years old when I first started preaching full time. And I looked around and said, I don't even know what to do because normally we're busy, busy, busy. And the Lord said, it's time to sell your house. Don't know where we're going to live, but it's time to sell the house. What I didn't know is that God was increasing the value of our home so that when we sold it, we were able to give the miracle portion to Ready Now. 
And God took care of us and where we would live. See, see, I thought it was a sacrifice. God, God framed it as a sacrifice. God never said anything about the blessing. He just said, you're going to sell your house. You're going to give me what you've worked for. You're going to lay it down. You're going to give it up. What he didn't tell me is I'm going to give you a miracle in its place. I'm going to give you a blessing in its place. And what I'm trying to tell you today, Tree of Life Church, is this. That when you give unto the Lord and you sacrifice unto the Lord, he will bless you in ways you could never fathom or imagine. I'm going to tell you, when you lay down a sacrifice, God is increasing the value of every asset you own right now. He's increasing the value of every asset you own. You're going to show up and interest rates are going to rise on your accounts. You're going to show up and bonuses are going to come in. Why? I'm not, I'm not talking about people trying to increase their wealth on earth. I'm talking about people trusting God with sacrifice and God blessing people more than they could ever imagine. Hallelujah. Go ahead and thresh that wheat, Ornan. Go ahead and give it all, Ornan. Go ahead, Horn, and give it, give it, give it all, because you're not going to have to give it all. Once you give it to God, God's going to give it back to you in greater measure. In greater measure. If you believe the word of the Lord, could you lift your hands right now and thank God for his blessing? Could you just thank God for his blessing right now? He got a Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Come on, somebody, lift your hands unto the Lord right now. Lift your hands unto the Lord right now. Come on, bless his name right now. Bless his name right now. Come on, lift your hands unto the Lord and bless his name. Lift your hands unto the Lord and bless his name. Hallelujah. I want somebody that's been blessed over these 36 months. I want you to just stand to your feet and give God praise right now. Hallelujah. I didn't know I was going to have a ready now testimony. But I've got a testimony today. That God is good and God is faithful. And if you'll give unto him, he will give unto you. If you'll sacrifice for him, he will bless you. Hallelujah. If you believe it, lift up your hands unto the Lord in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Lord spoke to me last week and told me to tell you one of the ways we're going to close out this final stretch. It was two weeks ago. One of the ways we're going to close out this final stretch of the Ready Now campaign is God's going to put a sacrificial number in the hearts of his people. Again, some of you have, have, have yet to complete the commitment. And, and, and I want to encourage you, just let the Lord minister to you and, and operate through you. He's going to give you the wherewithal to complete that commitment in Jesus' name. God's going to put a sacrificial number, a sacrificial number, and it's going to open up the blessings of God in your life. And we're going to build a building for His glory. Receive it in the name of Jesus. Come on, lift up your hands unto the Lord and receive it in the name of Jesus. Glory to your name, Lord. Glory to your name, Lord. Is there anybody in this house right now that feels the tug of the Spirit upon your heart? I want you to come and worship God with all of your heart. Come on and worship God with all of your heart. Bring your worship to Him. And thank Him for His goodness. Thank Him for His blessing. Thank Him for His mercy. Thank Him in Jesus' name. Thank Him in Jesus' name.
What is God moving upon you right now to do and how to worship Him? Go ahead and do it right now. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, don't think it's just financial blessings that will come, and they will. But there's going to be other blessings that emerge in your life for trusting in God, for putting faith in His Word. Hallelujah. 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 Hallelujah, hallelujah. Don't be afraid to sacrifice to the Lord. Don't be afraid to sacrifice to the Lord. Glory to God. When we build this worship center, let it be known far and wide, it was built by the sacrifice of God's people. It wasn't built by the wealth of anybody. It was built by the sacrifice of God's people. It was the blessing that comes from sacrifice. I want somebody to come right now in the name of Jesus. You need a blessing in your life. You need a blessing in your life. Come on, come on. That's it. Don't be afraid. Come on in the name of Jesus. You need a blessing in your life. Come on. That's it. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm preaching to people that need a blessing in their life. Come on. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I'm going to tell you, God's getting ready to give you instructions and directions. He's going to give you instructions and directions. He's going to show you a path, and don't you be afraid to walk it. Don't be afraid to walk it, because it's the doorway into the blessing of the Lord. It might look like sacrifice, but it's actually a blessing. Hallelujah. Joel, you're going to have to sell your house. Oh, Lord, that's a sacrifice. No, 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 it's a blessing. You just wait and see. You just wait and see. It's a blessing. Looks like a sacrifice, but it's a blessing in disguise. Glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah, glory, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I will give you all. I will give you all, all is what you ask of me, I will not withhold, and if my sacrifice is less than giving you my very best, help me remember Calvary's cross, and be willing to
sacrifice than giving you Let me remember how it's cross and be willing to say Oh, yes, Lord, I will give you all. I'm going to give you all. Then giving you, let me remember Calvary's cross. Thank you, Jesus. sacrifice that has been made today in the giving of offering unto you hallelujah in tithe and in offering Lord in the generosity of your people I thank you that your promise is sure and your word is steadfast bless them prosper them hallelujah release the blessing from heaven into their life Hallelujah. Increase their land. Expand their opportunities. Glory to God. Glory to God. In the name of Jesus, give them, give them victory over every debt in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Subdue it all under their feet in the name of Jesus Christ. Yes, Lord, in Jesus' name. Right now, Lord, open the windows of heaven and pour out knowledge and wisdom and understanding. Hallelujah. And blessings. Hallelujah. Material blessings. Spiritual blessings poured out upon your people in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Receive it right now in this house. Receive it right now in this house. Receive it right now in this house. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. I worship you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. You know what you're doing today? You're building an altar unto the Lord. And I want you to know that there's going to be a temple stand where this altar has been built. There's going to be a temple to stand where this altar has been built. To God be the glory. I wonder if all across this house we could praise God right now for his mighty acts and for his excellent greatness. What a privilege to be able to give him everything, to give him all of our heart, our soul, our mind, our strength, our substance. We give it to you, O oh Lord. We release it into your holy hand, O oh Lord. We release it into your holy hand, O oh Lord. Oh, and if my sacrifice is less, 